The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsitnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication, and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Happy Dingus Day, everybody. I say that because I would say Happy Easter, but that was yesterday, so Happy Dingus Day. Grab a pussy willow and a water gun, find your sweetie, and do whatever the hell the... Avoid riding around in downtown Buffalo. Oh, God, yeah. Avoid Buffalo today, ladies and gentlemen. That's your traffic report. Uh, I'm Zach. Rob's here. This is the Carnival of Randomness, your antidote for nerd culture, and... Rob, you have a bag. What the hell? Remember way back when, where we got stiffed by Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, that kind of stiffed, yes. About the coffee and everything. Yeah. But I guess he's friends with the Easter Bunny. I guess all those fictional characters that exist in fantasy worlds that come to visit us somehow are, on, even... are on the speed dial. Man. And they know each other. And I guess he really liked that idea of Santa's sack. So he gave us an offer. Yes, Easter was yesterday, but he said, hey, I'm the Easter Bunny. What else do I do all year? Well, exactly. Really, what else do I do? So I'll give you an Easter basket of doom yeah. filled with random questions like Santa did. But seriously, I'm the Easter Bunny. I'm not the fat man in a suit. Answer these. Make all the little children of the world happy and everything else. Answer them like all kinds of speckled colored eggs. And I will give you some coffee-flavored eggs in an Easter basket as a present in a week or so. Well, you know us. That's that's our goal in life. Now, of course, he might be lying because he said he's going to hide it around our houses if we could find it. I'll see if my dog yeah, eats exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. See if the dog finds it first. But I thought, what the hell? Why not? What else? It's, it's you know, good old Rochester. The weather always still. Yeah, the weather's shit. So we figure, let's answer some random questions. But I would say a little bit, just before we do that, thoughts on Easter a little bit. Um, It is what it is. I mean, you look at the origins of Easter... And who knows, I might be preemptively answering a question. But Easter came about the old uh, German uh, Lutheran tradition, I believe. And it was basically the spring's version of Santa Claus. The Easter bunny, a child-friendly creation, would come around and judge the children if they were good or bad. And unlike no San- version of Krampus for the Easter bunny, no, is there? No. Oh, the Monty Python bunny. And the... Um, Unlike Santa, who would leave supposedly leave coal for the bad children, the Easter Bunny wouldn't leave a negative present. He just wouldn't give you anything. I thought it went back to a story, too, and fertility and everything, spring. And the Easter eggs came about, I believe, because during Lent in the olden days, eggs were forbidden during Lent. Yes, and they are not the things, but they they co-opted the name for the little things at the end of movies now, which used to be just... Stuff outtakes and everything at the end, but yeah. now they are Easter, Easter eggs. eggs, which I'll we'll we'll get to that one eventually. Trivia for everybody: If you see Nightmare Before Christmas, and I still haven't seen him, but I guess Mickey Mouse is an Easter egg in there. Gee, I've never seen him all the time. All the times I've even seen even on him. a very very big screen, I did not see him. I think they might be goofing you. I think it's real. No, not goofy. Mickey. No goofing. Well, but bag time or basket time. There, I'll reach Take into a look. The, Reach into the basket and see what I grab. Okay. I can... Oh, complete the phrase, thou shalt not. Oh, God, where to go with that? Mixed mustard with pickles. Nah, how about thou shalt not be a dick? Well, I thought, nobody knows this, but... I like history a lot. Mel Brooks made a history movie, and just for... It's the season also, remember, with... Passover and everything, they're actually, listen deeply, you learned something here. There were not ten commandments, there were fifteen. But what happened was Moses came out and dropped them. These fifteen, ten commandments. So thou shalt not, huh? No, you know what, I think, honestly, thou shalt not. 
which is thou shalt not take themselves too seriously. Yeah, and I think that's that's where a lot of the problems are Easter coming Bunny's from. Easter Bunny's going on a little bit of a religious bent here for Easter. It's I know. Isn't that he's weird? got really nothing to do with it, even though Eddie Izzard said, yeah, chocolate or chocolate. Yeah, it's like, well, this is the day Jesus rose from the dead. How about eggs? Okay. Yeah, well, why not? Go. It makes as much sense as that, doesn't it? Yeah. More sense than that. What oh, do you got? wow. Look, this is an ironic one. Thoughts on the Star Wars franchise? Garbage. Moving on. I think it's became more than it is, is all. It's just entertainment in its basic form. When it came out, it was just escapism. And people latched on to it and made it. It's like almost, you know, a good way to describe it is the Monty Python movie Life for Brian. I just actually thought of this great revelation. It's amazing I come up with this, where he is deemed the Messiah by a bunch of people. He's not the Messiah. He doesn't want to be the Messiah. But it's again, say you made a movie and it became gargantuan. You were just taken back and stunned and took on a life of its own. It got co-opted by people. So in a way, you don't blame the movie at first. And for what it is, it is what it is. It's just... Well, that's what it is. And back in the 1970s especially, the computer or the, the special effects were unparalleled. But nowadays, you look back at it, it's... Just kind of what I actually called it years ago was I called it a western in space because isn't it really that where you get the the young kid on the ranch there's a dan- there's a person kidnapped goes to go get the gunslinger yeah. goes looking for him's got the old mentor you know and the horses are the little droids and stuff horses so that's all I guess you know what we will sense. hey we will because it is a big thing expect probably in a galaxy not so far away we'll probably have an episode on it with people who might be in the know. Oh, and don't forget, and I'm not saying it's all garbage. I don't blame the movies. I blame the fan base. But handshot, Credo. What the hell? Favorite Easter specials. Do they even make any Easter specials? Of course they do. I mean, if you want to go one way, you could say the Ten Commandments is around there. It's always well, I mean, but I have the, one. I have one. for. I'll go. For, I, I mean, what's the stuff you see on um, AMC, the greatest story ever told? I have one, definitely. There's a perfect, I actually... Not the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown, ah. but it's here comes Peter Cottontail. It's about the case of the Easter Bunny's out partying, and the evil bunny co-ops Easter and steals, and he has to go to all these holiday lands to try to get it back. Hmm. It's a it's a Rankin Bass film. You probably seen it. if you look around, it'll I pop prob- up. I've probably seen it. I just can't recall. And it. you go to all the holiday lands again. It's almost Nightmare Before Christmas. Before then, where he's trying to recoup his basket of eggs and save Easter. No, and everything. Seen. No, because I, I really can't think of many that I've ever seen. I mean, because Christmas, Here comes P- the Rankin and Bass ones. Here comes Peter Cottondale. Yeah, I I may have seen it when I was a kid. It's just not ringing a bell with me. And it's not as much, obviously, as you're uninvited during Christmas, worth well, everything in right. The- you know, Rudolph and everything else. Frosty. Oh, what about? It's got to be. You had to see the South Park episode with the bunnies, the Pope, Hair Club for Men. Hippitus Hoppitus, where they start singing the song in Latin. Here comes Peter Cottontail in Latin. Maybe. And we're not going to get those chocolate coffee eggs if you keep this up. Well, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. (coughs) Easter to me was just, you know, one of those days didn't really, I didn't think it had anything to do with TV specials. Unless there was a Charlie Brown meets the Easter Bunny, I got nothing. The Easter Beagle. Oh, yeah, the Easter Beagle. It's not on as much. You never really... No, not like Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. No, and I don't include the bunny man because that's just a guy in a bunny suit. Easter bunny kill, kill, kill. So there we go. See, you got Santa one. Claus versus the ice cream bunny. But what is this one? Do you have reoccurring dreams? Uh, usually mine are zombie related. <clears throat> no, I have two. Like there's a zombie horde and I'm somehow <clears throat> getting destroyed by it. But no, I usually don't have recurring dreams. And a lot of times I don't remember the dreams. Now the fallacy is that you oftentimes don't dream. Well, that's not true. You always dream. It's just whether or not you remember them. I have two. I still have this horrifying one where I'm back in high school and I don't want to be there. Oh, you actually had that one? Like you show up to take the test and you realize you hadn't studied? But the thing about our school, I've had, that's part of it. No, not that. I have the test where I can't answer any question. But the other part is we had a staggered schedule at our school for eight days a week, they would move the classes, and I used to throw it out after a couple of weeks. I didn't really care, and I would always think, okay, is this lunch period? But I never got it wrong, and the other thing is I can never open my locker. Mm. 
The, the other one I always have every now and then every year is the pee dream. And that's the case you're out on the town or somewhere. You really have to pee really bad and you just can't find oh, a place. Oh, I hate those dreams. And now, no, never, not, the, the punchline is you don't wet your pants in bed. It's one of those weird things where you ever, it's like being at a, like a bar or something in the line. But it's like literally you, you're desperate. You try to go by. So there's somebody here. It's almost like Batman the trying Batman to dispose of the bomb. Like some days, Robin, you can't take a piss but Those are the two. Okay. Now, mine usually are, depending on what I'm watching on TV, they're either horror-related or... Oh, oh, there we go. All right, next. Let's see. If you can name the next superfood, what would it be? Or choose, pick the next superfood. Ooh. If I could pick the next superfood, what do you, you got anything while I think about this? I have no idea. I'm trying to think of what it's got to be. If I could pick the next superfood, I would pick something completely random just to see people going at it. Like I'll go. I'll give one to my dad there because he enjoys it so much. How about baloney? It's got all God's creatures in it. <laughs> and probably some that he didn't create. Oh, uh, you know what? That would be something interesting. Or like bacon, just to see people running around yelling about, "Oh, we got to get the bacon in us." Because the bacon has the vitamins and the minerals, almost said vitamins and minerals. Or just something silly, because I think it obviously this is supposed to be fun, but I want those eggs. It's it's a marketing <coughs> toy. It's like yeah. one of those, it's like like people, the most attractive person, just somebody who's agent, their career's flagging, so they chuck some money at them. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is superfood. Then you find out it causes death. Right, or has literally no nutritional value whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I would say bacon. And it's all marketing. That's all it is. It's like the case of the movie Clerks, where the person there is about chewing gum. Yeah. It turns out he works for a chewing gum factory. Well, like you Bologna, think, though, I'm going to say. You think about bacon, it is the magical food because you give a pig an apple and it makes bacon. Yeah. I, I mean, right there, that's... Oh, I guess need... I guess the bunny is like this one. I think he's giving us a hint of what he wants here. He says, "How do I get a rando?" And the rando is possibly well, a future award we're going to offer people on the show here. Yeah, the thing about the rando is, it's going to be random when and if we give it out. I mean, we'll have different categories. I mean, like... Caitlin will definitely get one, but I mean, we'll give Jeff a Big Apple and yeah, for like, his love uh, of New York, like best supporting yelling. Um, Best product placement in a in a billboard. You know, you're never gonna, you never know what we're gonna. And you don't know what the heck these things are gonna be, but you will treasure them forever. I guarantee. Guarantee. Once we go to the dollar store and pick them out. So. Oh no, our secrets. And maybe. Write something on the page if we do the idea. Yeah. Or we find it amusing, or buy us like coffee or something. You see, we're never gonna have coffee again, ever. All right. Well, these are coffee eggs. I include that sort of. Yeah, we'll see. That's wait to quote many a famous man. That's the rumor. All right. Basket sounds like a bag for goodness' sake. Shh, don't ruin our secrets. Thoughts on Easter foods and candy? Oh. Okay. Well, Easter foods. Growing up in outside of Pittsburgh in half Italian household, they had the Easter pizza. Um. I don't know if any many other cultures have that, but it was uh, the best way to describe it. You know, your standard pie dough filled with layers of meat and cheese and just layered like sausage, ham, pepperoni, and then ricotta cheese. And then you, I can't remember. No, I don't think they baked them. Okay. Yeah, they baked them and then cooled them, and you served definitely them one of the things by you because I've never we've never heard. Yeah, of Yeah, and here. actually, an Easter pizza is just phenomenal, and I look forward to getting my little mini Easter. I'll be pizza talking to my friend Rob, like I do over the holidays, and the magic words for him from his Italian household is always ricotta pie. Well, yeah, that was a big one, and I know ham for whatever reason. It's always yeah. ham every time. Ham or lamb? And for the, my dad, Easter. actually, he tries always never the rest of the year, but he always wants to get get herring. Hmm. Is that like some sort of Easter thing, or that, is it just some kind Lent? of thing? Though every year, it's for some reason, and Easter breads too. Yeah, Easter breads. But then you get into like the candy, which I just don't understand the the whole point of. You know, okay, it's a chocolate bunny. Well, but... now there's I saw them. There's 
Easter special Oreos, which are shaped like eggs. Well, exactly. They're regular Oreos shaped like eggs with the filling dyed. They and don't jelly taste any beans, difference. of course. Well, jelly which beans. I think resemble like rabbit now, droppings, probably. Well, Donald, remind me, can, is it safe to eat the Easter basket grass? No. No. But the other one, of course, the infamous peeps. Oh, God. Of all kinds, too. Uh, I was at the store the other day looking at Peeps, and I saw some quite interesting flavor. Now they have dipped Peeps. And everybody's seen the ad with the stupid animals clucking. Oh, yeah, the, the Cadbury, Cadbury cream But then egg. there's Reese's eggs. It's basically, that's a classic one. Basically, the candy industry and chocolate industry after Halloween and everything needs more money. So. Yeah, exactly. So, to pick that one, you didn't. I did. That was me. Oh, have any pet peeves? Where's Jeff when we need him? I know. <coughs> if you have any pet peeves, listen to our episode entitled Rageonomics. That will be all pet peeves. And my pet peeves are people that, one, take themselves too seriously when they have no right to, or two, think that they're, <coughs> think that they're better than other people simply by, I don't know, the amount of money they have or th- where they went to school or what their career is. But, oh. Allergy attack. Allergy attack. Here, I'll take the the basket bag. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'm dying. Rob is dying, so while Rob goes and dies, I'll take over. But I think that's my biggest pet peeve is just people that look down on other people when they have no right or reason to. What about you? I'm going to give a little one, a real petty one, but I just cannot stand for seven items or less lines. The person who is always in front of you, who obviously can't add and only once in one store did i finally see somebody working there who told them no it's not fair good and then always what happens with that too is it can't just end it that though mind you it's always got to be the complaint i had a coupon um it's expired but i had a coupon it's expired. and then they will when they try to pay with credit they can't put it in right right so you were sitting there you could eat your groceries and either simple, either if it's seven items or fifteen items or less, either do it or don't. Well, and I, I actually I had this the other day, and it, it actually caused me to move lines. But the person in front of me in the seven items or less line clearly had more, so they just split up their order into two different orders. Like, oh, no, I've that, seen that. I've actually bu- seen that's that. That's bullshit. The only thing is, I suppose, like say you buy, say the same item. They say technically. Mm, that's a gray area, but I But sti- literally, I can speak to this. I'm very serious about this, and I'm not a hypocrite. I had exactly seven items yesterday at the store. Yeah. I actually, and, I had. 15. And I've gotten where I just don't like it. Well, I have 10, but I will go in some line where there's lots of people because I just won't do it. Unless you go to a store like, say, Tops, where they have 15 items or less, where people yeah. will get 50 items in there. Yeah, see, I actually put an item back so I could have 15 the other day. But that just bothers me. I mean, I could go on about crappy drivers, but that's all over. But well, that's be... one of those little, I suppose, for a pet peeve for me, and I agree with yours totally, but that's more my worldview, where a pet peeve is like some kind of little thing. People that talk while they're chewing gum. Yeah, that's, that's a bad Especially one. when they crack it. But yeah, I've had that, lots that of pets, but I've never me. had a peeve as a pet. No. What is a peeve? I don't know. Oh, all right. I dug one out while we were going there. Rather than being on the internet as we are now, would you rather be on a high-powered AM radio station? No. And the reason simply is this. Terrestrial radio is dead. I really don't know. I don't know enough about it. It would be something maybe to try sometime. Because it's basically, these are really just radio shows that's, the way technology is, and that's what's happened now. Well, and it's too bad because I really, growing up, and I still hope there's a, there's a place for radio in society because I always did enjoy, t- I actually talk radio, not the crazy political stuff, but other talk radio. Oh, you mean when you go down to some some states below a specific line, parallel line in this country, and you turn on AM radio and hoo-hoo. Well, we'd have things like, I mean, there's Truck and Bozo. He was funny. We used to have all kinds of Dr. Demento. Yeah. All these shows, but just also radio. There's the idea still of having that, but it's something with technology, things change, and this is all, this is just radio for the 21st century. That's all it is. And But really, when was the last time anybody listening to this actually listened to the radio when it wasn't in their car and they forgot their MP3 player or their phone? 
Yeah, before maybe it's the idea of somebody's at home doing housework, cleaning stuff, turning it on. But now they're playing their MP3 or something. <laughs> well, right, they hook up their MP3 player to their clock, and it just plus it's got ruined, like it's got corporatized. Well, yeah, now that what you know, Clear Channel owns everything. Yeah, and so-called the there's too many like DJs fold themselves too. They don't just want to play the music; they're just obnoxious. Yeah, I mean the only good one, obviously, give them a listen. Obviously, is a whole lot of shaking. Oh, yeah. Count Mike because he Count loves Mike it. He's Murray. good at it. It's all about the music. Well, that he's the exception rather than the rule these days. Yeah, right. here's this is a deep one. Oh boy, do you eat cereal or just dig out to look for the prize at the bottom? Well, when was the last time cereal actually had a prize in the bottom? I guess the bunnies buying the times. I was gonna say it's been a long time since I've seen a cereal with a prize on the bottom. But no, when I was a kid and they did that, I would eat the cereal because it just made the anticipation of whatever shitty-ass two-cent plastic whistle was in the bottom. Heck no. I used to take it and dump it right out really? into a thing oh, and I never, get I would, prize. I'd probably get the hell beat out of me if I did that. Plus Cracker Jacks. Oh, God, Cracker Jacks. They always tasted stale. But I just I actually really don't eat cereal anyways. No, but I, I never dumped it out to dig for the prize a la Calvin and Hobbes. You might be able to find prizes if you go like to an Ollie's or something because the cereal's 100 years old. Well, that's, I, I just don't, I really can't recall the last time cereal, because no, because in this litigious society, it presents a choking hazard. You can't, you know, like those Kinder Eggs that you can get anywhere else in the world, but they're illegal here with like a 10-year prison sentence. And the thing about that, too. It's the idea, again, where the prize sucks, but it's always the, the anticipation. Well, that's the thing. It's the anticipation of something weird in your cereal, which is, <coughs> again, why it would get why cereal makers would get sued their, their asses sued off, because it's something non-food-related in a food product. Oh, Rob's going to die again. All right, what the hell is this? Favorite, favorite Jello. Ooh. And in case you don't know, not far from Rochester, New York, is the jello museum in the small town of leroy and if you ever have the chance to go not sponsored by the jello museum but it's an interesting it's place. called the gallery now is oh, it yeah, the, the the jello gallery oh somebody opened something um <clears throat> it's not huge no but it's fun my favorite jello i was always just a fan of like your standard cherry because it was just a good flavor the one i have to try and this is going to sound funny considering what we've been talking about they have a coffee one. Yeah. You can get it at the Jello Museum, but that's not my favorite one. I'll give a shout out to my dad. Too. When you're at the Jello Gallery, they have a thing where you can put your favorite flavor, and I think every month they do something with it. He put raspberry down. In there, I right? don't. I might say lime. I like the lime Jello. I, I was never a fan of the coconut Jello. Never had that one. I'm very plain on gel. I don't need like the weird tutti fruity. Or... No, I, that's why it's just the good old fashioned cherry. It was good. It was it was honest. It was good, and it delivered what it promised. Yeah, and my dad gets my dad's got to get complicated. Go, he's always got to drop fruit in them or bananas or something. Well, that's the thing. Then you get into the Jello molds, and that's just that's just weird. I mean, no way though. But I mean, that's I really don't eat much Jello to be honest. But... But no, if you, I no, get a shirt every time I go there, though, so I'm collecting nah, every and, color. And this may this may sound weird, but if you know anybody from Utah, ask them because Utah consumes more Jello per capita than any other state in the country. So how about that? Shout out to my good friend, the Storm and Mormon. It's funny the Easter Bunny would ask that too, because I don't picture like Jello being any. Well, he hates horses. Yeah. Oh, that's why I probably don't eat. Oh, here's a deep one too: bugles or pizza logs. Bugles or pizza logs? I guess which one do you like better, I suppose. Was pizza logs like a snack? You don't know what pizza logs are? Yeah. No, like, I mean, I know. You've seen pizza logs? Yeah, they're like snacks. No, I mean, I've seen like the the long, like it looks like an egg roll filled with pizza stuff. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, bugles. Oh, of course. I used to put them on my fingers and make like claw fingernails. Not only that, but you don't have to heat them up or anything. No, you don't have to cook them. You can't burn yourself on them. Jesus, Easter Bunny has tons of questions in here. Favorite McDonald Land character? I loved the little chicken nugget guys. What were they? The, the I don't even know them. The Nugget Friends, or because uh, I remember years ago they had they had like six different little chicken nugget guys, 
And for the toys around Halloween, they put them in Halloween costumes. So there was like the vampire, the mummy, the werewolf. I was always disappointed by the hamburger because I think if he just made that extra effort, he'd be the cheeseburger. And I wonder if they ripped him off from the Riddler. And I'm wondering, what else did he burgle besides uh, hamburgers? I know, but the thing when I was a kid about McDonald's, they really had a lot more of the emphasize. And the more I think about it, it almost had the HR Puff and stuff vibe. They emphasize McDonald land a lot more than they do now. And I always was looking when you go to McDonald's about seeing it, and I never saw it. No, but I'm throwing my vote to the little, the little nugget guys. I, for whatever the hell I'm going to take were. an alternative character just because I've seen them. Grimace? Oh, Mick Grimace. The Shamrock, uh, Shamrock Shakes are gross now, but they had the cousin of him, Seamus Mick Grimace, who was oh, Green yeah, Grimace. So I'm going to take him. That's a good one. I remember Mick Grimace. Good old Seamus McGrimmis. Not stereotypical at all. No, it's none of us like Ronald. He's a clown. Clowns are, well, sorry, well, Relic, but clowns are freaky as shit. Oh, here's one. What was your first car? First car? Well, I, I'm a, a bit younger. I actually, the first car that was kind of mine was a 1996 Ford Taurus that someone had abandoned in our driveway for like two years and we got I got it up and running and they sold it to me for a buck and I drove that thing up until I hit a patch of black ice a few years back and crashed it into a telephone pole all three of the fluids were leaking out but the engine was still running yeah I hit that was like a symbol that was a big thing for us in high school when you got your license that could drive everybody had to have the cool car if you were a guy I had a 73 Camaro Oh, see, that's nice. And the thing was, it was one of those cars where a friend of mine had a similar one and it caught fire on the expressway. That never happened to mine, but it became like the old reliable thing after a while where it would leak gas. I got in trouble in college because it was leaking gas all over the place. I could only fill the tank halfway up. The door wouldn't shut one time. I had to hold it all the way home. But the thing about it. It was, it was yours. Oddly loyal, where yeah. if it wasn't going to start, it wouldn't start in the driveway. Uh, but I, I, with that Taurus, it was like that. Whenever you turn the left and you turn the wheel back, it had this weird, like, killer whale sound. Like, I took it to six different mechanics, and nobody could figure out what the hell it was. Oh, there's always so many good stories about first cars, too. My friend Paul Swallow, we remember driving in his car, literally hitting... It was raining. We hit a puddle, and the back seat flooded. Nice. Those are the days. It's like one of those things where maybe you got something better now or not, but you always remember that first one. That's the thing. Because because it symbolized your escape. Like, you could get up, pick up, and go anywhere whenever you wanted. Oh, that was the thing. I remember the first thing I did while I got my license. I went golfing. Well, there you go. What is your favorite musical instrument? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, well, for those of for those people who don't know me, which is pretty much most of you, I actually took piano lessons for a long time. I always said you played the flute a lot. No, it's the upright organ, actually. <laughs> and do you want it that one? Yeah. No, I, I actually did. I took piano lessons for many a year when I was younger. And I would say the piano, because of the range, the range of sounds you can get from it, you know, and all the different things you can do. And it's just a happy-sounding instrument. Did you water your piano so it grew? I No, I, I did not get that deep into uh, the watering of the piano. But either that or I would say what my dad always used to say because he played it in high school, the trombone. Because the trombone, the range of the notes very closely mimicked the adult male voice in range. Plus, you could do the comic, the comical sound effects. Oh, of course. What do you got? A lot of people who know me would certainly think I would say the harp for various reasons, but it's not actually. I agree with you. It's piano. I just love the sound of it, and I we had one in the house. I don't know what kind it was. Yeah. But I tried. We had a book. I tried to learn some Beatles songs. I didn't do very well, but I do remember I could play. Don't ask me to do it now. I want to do it. I put a CD on for you. I could play Mazagorsky's Pictures in an Exhibition. Oh, that's fairly badly, but... No, but still. And I just never, for all my involvement in music and everything, i just not very good. But that's the instrument I've always really... And it's interesting mentioning harp, though. I've been told that I guess everything on piano you can translate to harp. Oh, it depends. It's not going to come in the same form because when you translate it, but that's right, sort of like, interesting close. there. 
That's a fascinating one, though. Yeah. Go Easter Bunny. That was an interesting yeah, question. Yeah, this one's interesting. No worries getting some of these. I want those eggs. I want that coffee. Nah. What the heck is this? Oh, this is almost... Hey, he stole this one. This is almost the same one he asked before. I guess he's trying to get us for that, the eggs. What? Favorite, least favorite Easter candy. That's weird, because I actually had... A, I saw that one in there. We kind of answered it, so I pulled it off. Uh, least favorite Easter candy. Peeps? I think that's, like, everybody's least favorite. Because I'm going to go a It's, it's sugar though. on sugar on sugar. It's just So it's I'm going to go much. a little different. They have these... I always... More I get Easter candy for gifts for people instead of eating it myself. But you get some of these eggs, and there's two different things. There's these eggs. They're filled with oddly flavored marshmallow flavor or these nougats that are really, really sweet. And they're utterly gross. Because for me, it's just too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, you get a whole basket of candy, and it's too sweet. You can't even eat much, but... Let's see, favorite though, weirdly on the, the vein of what you just said, the Cadbury caramel egg. Oh. Because it's really good caramel. Yes, that's the difference. They're good. It's not disgusting. Yeah. And and like especially if you kinda crack it open a little get a little salt in there that cuts it down. I would actually go with the weird one. I mean there's a couple things you know. Andy's candies back in the day, they would have the little bunny houses made of sugar, you'd look and they'd be the same. Yeah. That's not my favorite candy, you wouldn't eat that. But they had these little wafers with things in them. And they were neat. They were light. They're just kind of cool. They had little like sprinkles inside. Hmm. It's something different because you can go white, dark, dark. And the thing about chocolate with that one was funny because you would see, okay, is this orange or is it a different flavor? You never right. know. But I like those because they were different because you would be eating all the chocolate and everything. And they were a switch. What about the the chocolate oranges? I hate, I'm just not that much of a fan. Of I that. hated them when I was a kid. I like them now. Well, I need to find in limited time. Oh, they're roaming around. I'm I know. Sure. I need to find. I need to find a couple. I haven't seen them though. Actually, that's the thing. I haven't around. seen them in a while. What's this? Did you ever? What the hell? Hey, he's got paws. Yeah. See if you can make heads or tails out of this. <laughs> oh, man, he's getting sort of vengeful here. Did you ever teach you you couldn't stand? I wouldn't. Name name, but oh, oh yeah, yeah. We all had teachers we could. We all had teachers we couldn't. Stand. I had a whole couple horrible ones, and the thing about them, I had one for science. It's just just a nasty person and not very good teacher either. And that's the big thing, where she just yell for no reason and just a lousy teacher too. And I think that goes hand in hand sometimes, where you don't have the respect of the class because yeah, you're kids. But it's amazing the good teachers we had. We didn't really have. You're designated troublemakers, but if you sort of respected the teacher, you were kind of cool with them, where the ones you knew were idiots, and I just couldn't stand this one. And I actually hate to say it, but I went back to high school when I was in college during the open house just to tell a couple of teachers how much I hated their guts and where I was now, which is sophomore. Well, there, I had but a, I was a sophomore then in college. So. Well, I had a teacher who hated me because I challenged her, and I was right. So the rest of the time, she was just tr- out to get me, and you could tell. And But she couldn't fail me because I did well on and the test. And that's almost the sad part. My friend Matt had a problem in school, where, in college, where he had one teacher, and his brother was a real hellraiser and troublemaker, and I guess gave this guy a lot of problems. So he treated him horribly because of his brother, even though he didn't do it. Yeah. And you can't do that. It's like, no, that's it. You I can't mean, you, do that. Yes, I've heard it. Ask any teacher. They play favors. You can't help it, but you don't treat somebody like garbage. And I had a couple teachers who would do that, would just treat people terrible for no reason. Well, because a lot of teachers are unhappy in their lives. And I'm not a big fan of school and everything. It's a noble profession if you're good at it, but yeah. we'll get into that another time. What the hell is this? Why do tugboats push barges? Because they can. Well, no, I okay. I like why do they call them tugboats if they push? Ah. Like, why do they call it parkways if you drive right. on the driveway? Okay. No, that's interesting. Actually, maybe because of the the horn or something. I no, really I'm thinking. Don't know. I'm thinking maybe because. Well, I know that sometimes they do pull them if they can't latch on, but I think for the most part they push them to get a better. 
a better. I do know. I've better, seen a lot like of more them. tighter steering with them because they're right on top. You of don't it. know, like one of my weird aspiration, weird job <laughs> ideas years ago was to be like a tugboat captain. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but I used to see them all the time pushing the barges on the Erie Canal when I'd walk my dog by the canal. Yeah, and I think they do it so they can kind of keep an eye on it so it doesn't drift. But it does make, beg the question: Why the hell are they called tugboats? Wouldn't they just be called? Maybe because they're tugging it. Yeah, it could along. be. Yeah, tugging it, pushing it. There might be, or they didn't name it after the wrestler because he came afterwards. No, he was the shock master. But that's an interesting one. Yeah, we'll have to do an odd fact one yeah. sometime. Thank you, Easter Bunny. Yeah, you thank gave you, us an Easter idea. Well, this one goes to me specifically. What living sports figure would you like to have on the podcast? And then you can answer it too. But oh, living sports figure. Well, that would help, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, you know, you would think it would be like some big, high-powered athlete today. You know, your, you know, your Steph Curry's, your Sidney Crosby's, any of the big name, Aaron Judge, but. I think I would want to go old school in the days before everything changed to get stories of how it used to be. So, like a player, hockey players, you know, like, you know, your Red Kellys who were in their 80s or 90s that played in the original six era, or um, a Tommy Lasorda, you know, somebody like that in the very, in the very old age. Actually, probably the one I would most like to meet, uh, Bill Russell. Yeah, I don't know. He was a recluse for a he while. He wouldn't do but... it. He wouldn't do it, but hypothetically, just to, to to hear about, or Hank Aaron, to hear about what they had to go through coming He might up. do it now because I guess he does things like on talking about leadership and stuff, so he's a little more open now, but he is pretty old. Yeah, but that's what I was, I would want to go somebody a little older that has some great stories about playing with some of the, the legendary players. I actually just thought of one. What's that? How about Marv Fleming? Because he was a guy, backup player, but who did he, he won around like five championships because he played for Green Bay and Miami. And to hear the stories about the Packers and then the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. And about the league and everything. And he's one of those guys in the background, so he's probably picking up all this knowledge. Well, yeah. And it, it talk, how about like a Jerry Kramer yeah. type? You know, those guys that played for Vince Lombardi. And played alongside the greats, the Bart Starr. You wouldn't want Rob Ronkowski? No, because we don't have enough Tide Pods for him to eat. Oh, jeez. Hey, slanderous or not, he does advertise Tide Pods. But they'd be cool, about, or they have the hand signs about putting on the foil. Oh, God. Yeah, or anybody that really, or, you know, any of the guys from the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. So There's like an your, odd one for, Rogans. I guess, suppose maybe he's trying to push us into doing a podcast on this. Thoughts on the local art scene? Well, especially in Rochester, it's huge. I mean, we went down to the Hungerford many weeks ago, and that was, I mean, the the amount of talent in this city is impressive. So, I don't know art, but I know what I like, and there was a lot of shit at the Hungerford I liked. I know Vicky said this from Fox 45, we were talking about things. He says, the thing about Rochester, it offers opportunities. Right. And I would say the best three local artists, I would say, would be Caitlin Yarsky. Elson Cote and Sarah Rutherford. And you go around, the Hungerford's got all kinds of things. There's also a thing by, almost by Village Gate, there's all these other little things. There's the Mag, which is another good one. Yeah, the Mag, uh, right on University there. But um, now here's one. It was I wonder if the Easter Bunny was referring just to visual art or artistry of any kind, music, acting? It depends. I mean, there's a lot around here. It's amazing. Like When I lived in Washington, D.C., not a lot of local things were going on. We get a lot of national well, things, but otherwise... Let's do a throwback to the episode that aired a couple weeks ago uh, with our good friend Pat White and the you know, the Shakespearean actors, or the Shakespearean acting. You know, There's a lot going on in Rochester that you might not think about. Yeah. Because we're not a, a first-tier city. And there's right always there. there's, there's a lot of crap, too, like always. Oh, crap Because, like I tell some people for art, the best thing you can do is don't do it. Yeah. But you have an opportunity, and you have some very good ones and everything around, too, and some very good venues. And I, just, I was hanging out with my friend Raven and popped down to the Hungerford next week because she's down to Christie's studio. Olivia's there, and it's their first Friday. Whatever oh, it is, every Friday yeah, there that's is. that's right, first Friday. And the first Friday is a fun time. It's coming down May. 
too. Yeah, the first Friday because you see a lot of interesting shit. Actually, two weeks because I don't know whatever <coughs> Easter. Yeah, is two weeks. Week. Easter's I, late this year. Yeah. So cool. I but think, yeah, no, that's a good question. Because, well, they have more people on about it. Oh yeah, things. because Rochester actually is. It's. I wouldn't say it's like on the verge of a renaissance, but. No, I mean, there's, you'll see maybe if we have Ragingomics and Jeff about the leadership uh, around oh, here. Okay, here we go. What is your favorite and or least favorite cider, hard, soft, or both? Uh, well, if I'm going apple cider, like, or, uh, you know, hard cider, the alcoholic cider, I'm going to throw my vote not towards the woodchucks or the Mackenzie's, the very sweet candy ciders. I like the more dry English style ciders. Uh, so you would have to actually get them from England, like your Strongbows or your Blackthorns. But actually, there's a place, a brewery here, or cidery here, Angry Orchard. And yeah, they make a lot of those sweet candy ciders, but they have a special line. There was, um, it came in a big bottle, it was called the Straw Man. And it was that real dry, tart English-style cider, and it was fantastic. And I can't find it anymore, so Angry Orchard, if you're listening, I love it. Please mail me a, bo- mail me a bottle or something. I realize I don't really drink cider, <laughs> yeah, but I can do a couple. My dad, for regular cider right now, his favorite is Zarpentine's. That's the one he's deemed worthy of him, so we always have to go get a half gallon. But for hard cider, going back years ago when I was in London, there was a pear cider. Ooh. And it was absolutely done incredible. What, it was perfect. Now, was it a pear cider or a perry? Because there is a difference. It was a pear. Okay. Because perries are made specifically with the perry pears. And the thing about that, too, is you can't find it around here. You no, just you could not find it at all. Well, and actually, perries you can't even find in grocery stores in England yeah. because they just don't grow But that's pears. one of those tastes, and maybe but, it wouldn't be duplicated, yeah, for, but when I hit it, it was incredible. To throw in real quick, the non-alcoholic cider, the last one I had actually was uh, Red Jacket. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. I like, I just like to, I like cider. I don't like it all the time, but I like it now and then. It depends what apples you use. That's really the thing. Well, that's very true. And now the big in thing is the honey crisp, so you see that, and I much ado about nothing. No, yeah. All right, what do you got? We got got time for a few more. TV show you really wanted to like that was terrible. Because it's something proudly I think the bunny's saying, man, this was right up your alley, and it's horrifying. TV show I wanted to like but wasn't very good in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a lot of the comic ones. iZombie, I wanted to like it because I liked the comic. It wasn't very good. Uh, Preacher, I wanted to like it but I couldn't because the because I liked the comic. It wasn't very good. That's, I mean, mainly it's just going to be the comic shows because they seem to have a lot of trouble adapting them to the screen. The small screen, I should say. I'll actually do a two-part here. I'm going to... Steel, sorry, Easter Bunny. Most disappointing of late, I would say, is Westworld because the cast is fantastic. Oh. Evan Rachel Wood, Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins, but it's terrible. But yeah. I never really had any idea going into it that it's one for me. It's just the cast is fantastic right. and underperforms. But I have one easily for me. If you know me, you know this one, Stranger Things. Well, that's, that's something yeah. with Winona. With the plot the way it is, that should be something right up my alley, and I think it's terrible. But that's the thing, and you get, especially you get all these people hyping on the show, and I'll, I'll do you one better, that Black Mirror. Because everybody said, oh, it's the modern Twilight Zone. It's really not, though. You don't have Rod Serling. Well, and it's not just that. It's just everybody's doing dystopian futures, and it's yeah. all the same shit. Whose turn is it? I think. Oh, you did. Oh, I, I did that. Right. Sorry, Mr. Bunny. Oh, excited. no. no he's but gonna... Stranger Things seemed like one of those. Yeah. And I mean, Grease Creepers did a song about the songs better than the. Yeah. And it's those just, guys rule. And it's just boring. The bunny writes with his paws, remember? What was your first. I, I got nothing. Hey, Mr. Bunny. Yeah. Oh, here it is. What was the first either film or short you saw from a famous comedy team? So that would be okay. You know, so man, like yeah. your your standard comedy. Uh well, all right. Well, let's go and see what I can remember. The first Three Stooges one I ever saw, Disorder in the Court, uh, which is just the classic with Curly in the courtroom. Uh, Abbott and Costello. I think it was actually Buck Privates. I believe. But I had always I had heard their bits on uh, cassette, 
uh, like the Who's on First bit I'd heard, you know, snippets from the Abbott and Costello show. Laurel and Hardy, I don't remember. Uh, the Marx Brothers, the first one I saw was Monkey Business, which is just fantastic. I know, I I know where I saw I saw it on XXI, but I don't know which one. Yeah, because a lot of the only problem with their movies, I like them all. You could never tell me to name a favorite one because they sort of blend together a lot of them with me. They kind of do. The only times that stand out is the is the mirror scene in Duck Soup. Oh yeah. I mean, other than that, they're all, you know. Chicos wandering around trying to con people. Harpo always seems to find a harp set up and play an amazing song. And then Chico join him playing a piano with a damn orange, which is just always insane. But who are the other ones? I never really got into the Bowery Boys. My dad loves them, but there again, it's you can see the plots. But I know, like for me, I Stooges. I don't know what the first one was, but I do know for Laurel and Hardy, I'm like it was a chump at Oxford. Okay. And I especially remember because the guy going around dressed as a ghost. Yeah. And I, when I was a kid on WPIX 11, they would have Evan and Costello movies every week. Yeah. And the first one I saw was A Time of Their Lives, which was a period in time for them where if you watch, they play separate characters because they weren't speaking at all in real life for a while. There was a uh, thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. Abbott. They disagreed, and Abbott finally made up, and he gave something to lose charity. But for a couple Abbott. movies, couple movies you'll watch, they play. They're not really partners. They sort of just try to avoid each other. Yeah. No, I. No, the first one I think I saw was Buck Privates, and it was and it was my uncle Frank. He was a huge. May he rest in peace. He was a huge fan. I like them again now. I, I like them again. Even though if you look, Costello stole everything from Curly. I, I think he was thinking of me on this one. Oh. Yeah. Who's your superhero or villain crush? Ooh, uh, Emma Frost. That is all. Emma Frost, the White Queen. She can read my mind. Yeah. For um, reasons we won't talk about. Or Wonder Woman. For reasons I won't talk about it all, I'm definitely not Harley Quinn. But I do have one, actually. It's a little one. It's like comic dumb. Caitlin Frost, Killer Frost. See, we're kind of the same, but not really. No, she's DC. Nah, she's, but she's the... But she's also, I just always like that character, and I like the way it's done. It's sort of different. Right. That's a that's an interesting one. But no, I'm going to say Emma Frost. And honestly, Wonder Woman, just because she is... Wonderful. Yeah, and a woman. Gal Gadot is awesome, has her. If she, oh. li- if she listens to this, she probably won't, but if she <clears throat> does, you're awesome. All right. Best local or non-local... What, album? Album of 2018? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't even know what came out. Oh, I'm going to need a minute on that one. Probably, It's probably going to be somebody... Michaela Davis Delivery. Easily. I was going to say, Michaela Davis will be on here eventually. Yeah, it's when she's not touring or and any she's of them, away for again. Did, and... uh, Anonymous Willpower came out with one this year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That and was... the other one, the High Risers put their first album out with Trevor Lake. Okay. But yeah, I would say really any of our friends of the carnival, look back at uh, all the people we've had on here playing music. But I music think Delivery is amazing. It's the first release for Rounder, and it's just absolutely yeah. watching her progress from how she started. And yeah, to touring internationally, literally, which yeah. is why we can't get her on yet yeah. because she's over in Europe. Well, right now she'll be in the, but she'll be actually in Germany and Switzerland and everything in June. So, so if you're out in Germany and Switzerland. Yes. And everything else. Which I'm not. I'll see her play with Rubber Bucket in Syracuse on the 25th of April. Hmm. Oh, here's a bad one. The bunny hates us. Tell a really bad joke. <coughs> a really bad joke? If, if you could tell a good one. Mm. All right, got to channel my grandfather because he was the king of the bad jokes. Okay, I got one. And this is... After he got out of after my grandfather got out of the war, you see, he went to work for Westinghouse, and he got into, you know, he would have to do a lot of traveling for training and shows and things like that. And uh, the company airline they used was TWA. You remember your old TWA, yeah. Howard Hughes Airlines? Trans World, yeah. And he was on the plane, the one day, and you know, reading his newspaper back in the old days. And the stewardess comes by and says. Sir, would you like to try some of our famous TWA coffee? And he looks up at her and said, No, thank you, but I'll have some TWA tea. Oh, goodness. 
Now, I didn't say that. You did. Oh, I did. I, I, I said that. because, And every time we tell, the first time people hear that, they piss themselves. Well, there's a guy at a bar, and he's talking to him, and he goes, hey, buddy, like bowling? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I like bowling. He goes, I'll bet you a guy bowled the 301. And the guy looks at him and says, no, that's impossible. It's impossible. The most you can bowl in bowling is a 300. I will bet you a drink. He bowled a 301. You want to bet? He goes, okay, okay, I'll bet. So he looks at him and says, hey, do you ever see a guy bowl a 300 and lose? Exactly. Or the ever-popular, why do they put fences around cemeteries? Oh, that's an old one. Yeah, that's an old one because people are dying to get in. Oh. <laughs> All right, I think we got time for one more each. Well, that was horrible. Yeah, one more each. Let's see what we got. All right. Ooh, I dug down the bottom. Eh. Okay. This is a, an imponderable. Why do croutons come in airtight packages if they're essentially stale bread? To keep them stale. Well, no, what I was thinking, actually... What, I never thought of that. I mean, I, what I was thinking, I, I think it would be uh, to prevent crushing. Mold, that probably because... Crushing you, and molding. But then how come you see them, like, in, before you'd see them in the bottles, a lot of them. Now you see them, you know, the things, almost like the potato things, like yeah. Pringles. But now you see them in packages. Yeah, in bags. But I think it's because with the air, pot, with the air it pre- prevents them from getting crushed up. I don't even... Or, like I said, to prevent moisture from getting in there and having them mold. But there you go. So there, that the list of imponderable questions, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Rob, what do you got to finish oh, us off with? Let's see what the hell this is. And mind you, the bag, the basket will be back for another holiday. What? Oh, my goodness. Tell a good story about a drunken experience. I don't remember any. Oh... Many Nothing moons. incriminating. Many moons ago. Actually, no. I really... They all involved the straw brewery in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, because it was me and Cousin Opie, who will be on eventually. Like it or not. We got ripped on dark and stormies one night. To the point where our clothes hurt. Is how bad it was. I mean, uh, if you don't know what dark and stormies are, they're rum and ginger beer. Yeah, but crack and dark rum. And ginger beer. (laughs) Anyway, we were up until like 5 in the morning, and then we had to get up at 7.30 because we were driving to a brewery. That was a long day. But but that's the thing. Like, most of the drunken stories, I I mean, there's always been the ones when I was in college, I fell asleep in somebody's room and woke up in my own and don't know how the hell I got there. But there wasn't anything really funny or interesting. It was all just kind of a blur. Now we and notice the bunny said a drunken story. He didn't say it had to be about us. Well, that's a fair. So point. I actually have one where my friend Rob and Jimmy and I were going out to our friend's apartment in Fairport. And we were doing some stuff out there. It became one of those things where I wasn't really having that much. I was fine. So we're going home down East Avenue, and at the time, and again, driving drunk is not funny. And Rob, I didn't realize, was starting to feel it. So he pulled over at McDonald's. Jim Vito was in the sheets, and I could say that, hi, Jimmy, love you. And he'll tell this story. So we're sitting in the parking lot. Jimmy's, like, almost falling over in the car. Rob worked at McDonald's at the time, and people come out of the McDonald's to say hi to him. On cue, Jimmy opens the door and yaks out the, on the side. Nice. So we get him home, and then Rob's telling me I had to stop, you know, I was I'm okay now. So we asked Jim the next day, like, how, you know, how are you and everything went on. He said, well, my parents said that, you know, you have a good time last night or something. Because I guess what happened was his sister was away for a couple weeks somewhere. He went in his sister's room, put on her panties, and went to bed. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your Easter or your dingus day. I probably have some really good ones, but see, the case again is if you do it, you don't remember. Well, that's the thing. All the ones involving me, I don't freaking remember. Probably for good reason, too. Yeah. But, well, Lord Easter Bunny, we hope we've appeased you enough to give us some sort of candy and not little bunny shits. Uh, but I think that about does it here. Yeah, who knows what other fictional character will make us do this crap. Oh, you never know, but we've got the bag. And if you have any suggestions that we can add to the basket or bag of doom from Santa Claus. Maybe Uncle Sam or Uncle Slam will have us do it for Fourth of July. Uncle Slam, uh, 
Babu the tree spirit from you that movie. Pazuzu, the god of the north wind, or the demon god of the north wind. Send them to us, and who knows, we might actually get them on there. But, again, happy Easter, happy Dingus Day, get your pussy willow, and listen to Polka because you can't be in a bad mood listening to a Polka. Rob, Happy closing. music for happy people, huh? Happy music for happy people. And speaking of happy people, the previous episode brought to you by Upsitnik and Associates, Lawyers for You, the People, from Alaska to the Supreme Court, all points in between, UpsitniksLaw.com, Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook. Closing thoughts? Yeah, I... We try to do, if we have my friends who are in bands and we play a song, or we try to play a song by friends of mine who, if it follows the episode, and I want Easter to be springtime. If you're you know, around Rochester, it's always, the weather's bad till August. Yeah. So my friends Josh, Sam, Kurt, and Maybird, I thought I'd put a song out here just from their album called Maybird because it's about May and beauty and spring, and hopefully that's on the way around here. That would be nice. Along with our eggs. So you guys will be on. They actually are going to hear. They're actually another national act now. They're on some soundtracks pretty soon. I'm not going to name what they're going to be on yet until it's on, but I guess they were on Shameless, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Before. And they were on The Man in the High Castle. They have a song on that album, too. Hmm. Well, what's the, what song are we It's just called on? Maybird. Because so, it's May. It'll be for May, spring, happiness, so, all that. So from, from Maybird's album, Maybird, it's called, the song is Maybird? And actually the song, the album is not Maybird, Uh-oh. though. The album was Down and Under, but the song's called Maybird. Well, there you go. So look them up. Disc- links in the description below. And they'll be on. I mean, they'll be on at some point. Everybody's around. busy. But for now, enjoy, enjoy your day. Don't do anything silly and watch out for re- runny, bunny rabbit poops. Looking forward to the eggs. Indeed. See you later, everybody. Fly